0: Welcome to Their Very Best, a podcast where Total Amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner.
1: And I'm Bill Noto. Thanks for joining us for wild, unsolicited opinions about Bruce Springsteen. And today, we have a special guest, Total Amateur, (laughs) who I think is actually not an amateur because I don't know anyone who knows more about... Bruce Springsteen, then our guest. I'm so happy to welcome Ryan D'Agostino to their very best. Thank you for being here with us, Ryan.
2: Thank you, it's an honor and a pleasure.
1: Oh my God, I can't believe we're doing Bruce Springsteen. This is a, a major artist, and so we're gonna break Bruce up into a couple of episodes. How many parts? Two
0: episodes, Two? I think two is the right number. Ryan, what do you think?
2: I think two is the right number, and, I, and, and I've, I've given some thought into to what the breakdown should be.
1: Oh, sweet! There's nothing better than preconceived thoughts. I'm,
2: uh. And and, and for, this, so for this first episode, I guess I can announce it now: is that I, I've chosen 1973 to 1984 as the it's a roughly it's about ten years, eleven years to be if you're being technical, but, but it's the sort of the first decade of, of Bruce Springsteen's recording career. It starts in 1973 when he released two records in the same year uh, for Columbia Records, and it culminates in in 1984 with the release of Born in the U.S.A., which, as we know, is is a sort of a, a cultural touchstone, a, a you know 15 million selling album that that sort of changed his life hmm. and launched him sort of into the stratosphere of superstardom, Yeah, you
0: know? I need to get a, put a caveat out there, and, and that is to say that. Bruce Springsteen never really clicked for me, even though it, I was right in the right you know, time and age for it to do so. And so I'm a little um, behind, the, behind the curve when it comes to like familiarity with a lot of these albums. I mean, I know all of the big hits and I know every song on each of these albums, but I haven't like, lived with it or studied it. Frequently what happens when somebody who really loves and knows an artist comes and does a guest episode with you know with us um they'll sort of talk me into it as they go so i'm sort of looking forward to being talked into loving some of this uh earlier spring i hope
2: hope so and i I try not to to proselytize although bill's heard me do so many times over the years but my approach to this i'll i'll tell you that you know because we have a lot of ground to cover and we'll get into these these songs because we have in those 10 11 years there's something like 76 songs i think the volume that he put forth in, from 1973 to 1984 was like stupefying. Well, so do you have an organizing principle? Are we doing chronological? Are we? My organizing principle is not chronological. I so I I counted down from ten, and I'll count down to what I think we supposed to say their very best. So that hit the very best from that from that era.
1: I have a caveat, though. Lay it on us. I know this podcast is no stranger to caveats, but Caveats, rules and exceptions to rules. (laughs) Exactly. It's all good. (laughs) So in this era of the career of Bruce Springsteen, which
2: includes both the songs Born to Run and Born in the USA, I have excluded the songs Born to Run and Born in the USA from my list. My reason being that they are... You know, I hope that this that this podcast, you know, that you, you know, people, you learn something like you're saying, Walden, you're, you're hoping to learn something. You're hoping to be inspired. Yeah. And it's sort of like if you count down Da Vinci's best words and you're like, and Mona Lisa, you know, it's sort of like, <laughs> yeah, we need okay. yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. not, not saying that, that, that those are his two best songs, but they're, I mean.
1: I think that what you've done very neatly is allude to or speak to a sort of central Uh, point of conflict in the podcast between Waldron and me, where I often pick just mainstream pedestrian greatest hits, which (laughs) Waldron goes pedestrian under his breath. And I'm like, hey, man, it's popular for a reason sometimes. It's probably better content to spend more time talking about the stuff that everyone doesn't know, right? And just not be so basic and obvious. I'm totally on board for your plan, dude. Same. Okay. And I'm okay, going to try to be less pedestrian in the future, so I can be more like you guys. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to put forth an interesting
2: first choice as the first song in my in my countdown from from six songs, which is "Dancing in the Dark," which is off the Born in the USA album, which which will produce heckles and and laughter among some of the faithful. But I'll tell you that this song was a last-minute addition to the Born of the USA album when Bruce had the whole album recorded and his manager, John Landau, who is... John Landau was a, a rock writer for Crawdaddy, the old rock magazine in the early 70s, and, and he sort of wrote this famous line where he said he had gone to see Bruce Springsteen perform, and he, and he wrote, I've seen the future of rock and roll, and his name is Bruce Springsteen. Hmm. And that was this, this line that he wrote. And um and then Bruce hired him as his manager, I guess. So and he's been with him, he's still with him to this day. And so he listened to the record he said, You you don't have a hit, you need like a single. We need the first single. And Bruce is going, to ah, you know, we need some pop top forty thing. And uh and he writes dancing in the dark, which is a fun song and the video and he's dancing with Courtney Cox.
3: Wanna change my clothes, my hair, my
2: face But if you look at the if you listen to the lyrics and kind of read them almost it's one of his most deeply personal songs. Hmm. It's one of the most personal songs he ever wrote and it's very much about a common theme that we'll talked about, which is sort of disconnection from society and loneliness and feeling that, you know, a lot of his characters feel like they don't have a place in the world. And that could be, be a very dangerous place to be. You can play it in a bar and everyone's dancing and you listen to it and just, oh, shit, this dude is hurting. Mm-hmm. But I would encourage you, especially Waldron, who is on your journey of Bruce Springsteen Discovery, to, to dig up an acoustic version of Dancing in the Dark. It's a completely different experience.
3: I shake this world off my shoulders. Shake this world off my shoulders. Come on, baby, have a left on me
1: and uh you kind of hear more of the darkness
2: that painful like yearning to 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 just get unstuck and to and to get out of this place you know that he's in and and to kind of feel some love mm-hmm. it's a it's a sad song I'm dying for some action I'm sitting,
3: sitting around here trying to write this book I'm dying for some action sick of
1: sitting around here trying to write this book cool all right thanks ryan so i've seen bruce
2: springsteen probably over 60 times i think which is a lot of money and and a lot of nights can't wait to see him again next uh i i got to meet him once backstage at the springsteen on broadway show my wife and i met and hung out with him and his wife patty born in the usa is the first album i ever bought when i was nine years old it came out and yeah, I people make fun of me a lot for you know my Bruce Springsteen affinity and knowledge. So, "Adam Raised a Cain" is a song off the 1978 album "Darkness on the Edge of Town," and it's a rocker. You know, it's a kind of a just rock song, just a classic, just jamming song. But it's it's about uh, fathers and sons. Bruce has a kind of famously tortured relationship with his father. And it's something he wrote about a lot. His father was an a alcoholic, a manic depressive. Oh, really? Yeah, and sort of ignored Bruce a lot and kind of never told him he loved him. And, and um, Bruce has written a good number of songs about about this relationship with his father. And as we all, all men, you know, we try to please our dads, right? And, um, well, that's, that's what they say. And here you have this, this kid who, who kind of got no love from his dad. His dad was just sort of vacant for most of Bruce's upbringing, and they had no connection, really. And in the Springsteen on Broadway show, which was this, this one-man show that ran on Glenn Broadway for a year or two, he tells his story. Because, of course, Bruce is known for he wears, you know, the jeans, the ripped denim, and the flannel shirts, and the work boots, right? The guy's never worked a day in his life. He's never worked in a factory. He's never... Yeah. He's not a motorcycle rider or a car- Working cars. man's hero persona. Working man's hero persona. Son of a working man. The boss. So this is what he said, right? The boss, you know, which he hates that name. And so he sort of explained, he said, you know, what was I doing when I went up there on stage? I'm dressing like my dad with these work shirts, you know, and these work boots, because that's what he wore. Not what I wore. That's what he wore. So I want to talk about that song, uh, Nebraska, which is about Charles Starkweather. Um, good. It's off the Nebraska album, which is a, just a masterpiece.
1: That's harmonica, not harp, Waldron. I think you're right. I think it sounds good. I concur. Do you like the way it sounds?
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind this as, as much as I might on, say, a Dylan song.
2: it's sort of haunting here versus, you know
3: I saw her standing on her front lawn just a twirling her buttongue
0: <laughs> this accent is her
2: crazy so, yeah, the accent you mentioned it's interesting he grew up in a part of New Jersey that, was, that they used to call Texas and there was a lot of uh, Texan transplants. So he's got this weird kind of southern thing going on. I think it was something about a lot of oil workers came up to work at the refineries in New Jersey. It was called Texas, you know, this this region of Jersey. And so he's got this, you're like, why is he talking like that? Right. But he was listening to this kind of stripped down. I and mean, he recorded this in a motel room on a, on a four track. Hmm. And the whole album is this this kind of sound. This kind of you know? treatment
1: or this kind of And a lot of, yeah, and a lot of...
2: Um, These characters who who are just kind of disconnected from society.
0: Tell me about the the timing of this, because this is from 82, but then in 84 is the giant hit. Was this kind of threatening to be a change of direction for him, or was it just because, like... I
2: think these songs were just in him, and he just did it one night. And and but it wasn't the idea was not to make the record that we've heard as that we all know as Nebraska. So we recorded these for the band. And actually, one of the outtakes from the Nebraska four track session was a song called "Born in the USA." It's a very stripped down, stark version of that song.
1: I love this album. I love the. Haunting, melancholy of this album. Yeah, just so stripped down, and it's so good. The songs are good. This, yeah, I mean, it's this is like a great album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This might be my this might be my personal favorite of this era. Yeah, it's and it's completely different from the other stuff too. So
2: that's a really haunting song and it's it's kind of it's great live um he does a band version of it it's still slow and, and brooding but then the acoustic it's it's just it's just killer so thunder road is is one of his best known songs and it's probably the song i've listened to more in my life than any other song it's one of the few songs i know all the words to the lyrics are beautiful it's this couple and they're gonna get out of town and
3: screen door salams, Mary's dress way.
2: So the first two records Bruce released, The Wildly Innocent, their Greetings from Asbury Park and The Wildly Innocent and the Shuffle, both in 1973, did not sell that well. Hmm. And Columbia was ready to drop them. So they're like, we'll give you one last chance and invite right to the Born to Run record, which, you know.
0: Billy, it's quiz time. 111. <sighs> It's actually pretty close <laughs> is it yeah
1: <laughs> ask your question what is your question what is your quiz well my quiz was I mean, going to be I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you the question i answered the question i answered was where where is thunder road ranked in the rolling stone 500 greatest songs of all time and the answer is it's number 111 i see so <laughs> It's actually close to 111 million plays,
0: Thunder Road. And the question was, what has more? Oh my god. Which has more plays on a popular streaming platform that we like to use? Born to Run or Thunder Road?
1: I'm going Born to Run. Born to Run has more.
0: False. Oh. That is incorrect. <laughs> it's, the, it's the quiz the fans love.
2: Ryan, you knew the answer, correct? I would have gone in, I No, I did not. No. Oh. Well, that's disappointing. I, did not, I don't know what people like,
0: you know. <laughs> Born to Run has... Wait a minute.
1: Did you say Born to Run, Billy? I did say Born to Run. You're going to eat some crows? I, I was false. <laughs> I was uh, false. It's got more than twice
0: as many plays. Born to run, run has felt a quarter more alive. billion.
1: <laughs> a quarter billion to a hundred and... This is two for two, and usually I'm like zero for a million. Yeah, so this is good. Did you guys good. Said it right.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm going to go right. back
1: into a corner
0: here and start listening and stop talking.
2: With this whole record, including this song, Thunder Road, especially at the end of the song, um, he's really going for this sort of Phil Spector, his version of The Wall of Sound, hmm. with the layers upon layers of production, and it kind of builds. And then at the end of the song, you can hear, you know, Bruce is the big influence of the, you know, 50s and 60s rock and doo-wop and, uh, and Phil Spector and all that stuff. And so you hear this like, boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like every 50s and 60s song you know. You hear the piano, bells, drums, so many instruments here. Those are like uh, orchestra bells going on. Yeah, yeah. He even he had a string section at one point. There's an alternate take to some of these songs, including Thunder Road and Born to, Ring, Born to Run. That that have a whole string section
1: that he <laughs> thankfully did not use. But he decided didn't add.
2: Moving to to song number two i guess on my list which is all right then uh you know just it just seems like a crazy undertaking here but that's what this podcast is all about spirit in the night oh good great choice spirit in the night early 1973 it is i mean the the musicians here you got clarence
1: clements on the sax and i love this one
3: crazy day.
2: Mad Dog Lopez on the drums Free Max Weinberg
0: I like this song quite a bit And I I can't claim to know it that well But this was going to be One of my contenders for his very best When we got around to it Because mm. despite not knowing anything About Bruce Springsteen I still feel very confident In declaring something like that And this was one of my contenders I love this one
2: a bunch of high school kids Going to hang out up at the lake You know, and throwing naked women And naked wine and whatever
3: you don't know what they can do to
1: you You feel that in it, yeah, too. Yeah, And it's fun. It's a great song. Rhythmically, I love the yeah. shuffle. The yes. Beat. Yes. The, the rolling...
2: Makes you want to go on up to the lake, you know? <laughs> get yeah. Drunk and jump in and... Hang out. Hang yeah. out and get away from life and the problems of being a teenager.
0: There's a I like the moment also in it later when it
3: it breaks down. But by the time we made it up to greasy like Lake, I held my head out the window and Janie's fingers were in my cake. I think I really dug her 'cause I was too loose to break. I said I'm good, she said, honey let me
2: heal it any swingers were in the cake I think I really bugged her until I was too weak to fake
3: and she kissed me just right like only a lonely angel can she felt so nice just that stuff there's a spirit every night every night all night
1: ah youth
2: <laughs> how
0: did this album do this was like the first
2: release right yeah and, it, and it, it did not do well at all yeah this is on greetings from Asbury Park and um he was recognized as a talent and you know I think critically it did, uh, just did not sell and same with the other one they, but then you yeah, know Born to Run was mm-hmm. he was on the cover of Pyman Newsweek the same year and the same week I mean that was crazy but uh, yeah these were like I said you know they were ready to drop them hmm. Hmm. yeah this is part in well,
3: well now Hazy Davey got really hurt he ran into the lake in just his socks and a shirt. Me and Crazy Janie was making love in the dirt, singing our birthday song.
1: That piano line in the breakdown is so pretty. I, I so still check this, but
2: his pianist at the time was David Tanks. Huh.
1: Great, like, jazz pianist. I'm
2: assuming he plays on this. Uh huh.
3: So right together
1: There's some bongos or conga drum in there, yeah, too. I noticed that okay. before. It's,
0: it's... <laughs> What's that? Check out your left
1: ear. You'll hear some conga drum.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if it was there before. It was there. I didn't <laughs> notice it. It was? Yeah. I just noticed it when it came back. It's a, it's a great one, and, and it really... You know from that
2: first record there was that there was that that yearning to get out of here and you know get out of this place which is what born to run is i mean um and before i introduce song number one i'm just going to say that probably my song number one is a tie between born to run and born in the usa which are the two that i'm not naming so (laughs) (laughs) we'll take that as read You know, it's funny, he, he, he starts off the, uh, the the Broadway show when he was doing that. He said, you know, I wrote all these songs about, you know, getting out of here and we're going to find something better and Thunder Road and Born to Run and we're going to race our cars across the country. And today I live 10 minutes from where I was born, <laughs> you know, like, you know, at age 75, you know, and so there's something kind of really interesting and poignant about that, which is that, mm-hmm. you don't know, he wanted to always come home, but. I, I, that's what I think what I sort of always liked about his music, which was this, like, try to get better, try to improve and just never, you just never lose hope. He's got this song called Reason to Believe, which I won't get into, but it's on Nebraska and just go listen to it. And it's about like hoping against hope, you know? And so this last song, which is just, I, you know, I'm not going to say it's my favorite Bruce Springsteen song, and, but right now it is. And it's called Racing in the Street. It's off darkness on the edge of town. And, and when he plays it live, it can go on for sometimes 10, 12 minutes. And it's this sort of heartbreaking song about this guy who goes racing cars in the street every night, you know, down the, you know, drag racing basically, and chasing whatever those guys are chasing.
3: I got a 69 Chevy with a 396 Fuelie Hayes. Ryan,
0: I, I cut you off earlier when you were listing out your bona fides about Springsteen. And, and I think seeing Springsteen 60 times and being 60 times Or so, and just being a lifelong fan and having spent your first um, album dollars on Born to Run are plenty is enough for our podcasts. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I mean, in your scholarly pursuits of uh, of the the boss, as as he's sometimes called.
2: Well, my junior year in high school, I wrote a paper comparing um, one of Shakespeare's sonnets to a Springsteen song, uh, Sandy, 4th of July, Asbury Park, Sandy, which is about, love me, which he says, love me tonight, but I may never see you again. Hmm. And and that is what this, uh, and I got an A on that. Is that so that would, I would certainly is, include that. Is that
1: something we could potentially get an exclusive on at their very best enterprises and post on our website? I so, yeah, yeah, have I that could dig that, that up for you. I could do oh that God, up. that would be so you know, amazing. Awesome.
2: For many years, I subscribed to Backstreet's magazine, the official Springsteen fanzine. I don't know, I just... It's weird to think that not many days have gone by since I was nine that I didn't listen to the Bruce Springsteen. That is crazy. Where'd you grow up, Ryan? Outside of Hartford, Connecticut. You know, suburban, privileged, you know. Nothing to escape from. Nothing to, I think that I needed to get out of it. You know what I mean?
0: I don't think the appeal of this music is only to those who, you know, can wear their dad's uh,
2: style work boots and uh, torn jeans, right? Yeah, I agree. You know, it's like, it's not easy for anyone out there. And so, like, this idea that there's some other come on down to the lake. It's more, it's, it's bad. It's going to be fun. Or Come on, let's hit the road. Who knows what we'll find. It's like, yeah, right. you know,
0: I wondered who has better credentials to do the Bruce Springsteen episode. You or Bill Noto who grew up in New Jersey, because a lot of Jersey people would just say by virtue of being Jersey, he's mine. It's, 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 I don't, I mean, no, <laughs> false. False. <laughs> I don't know many other artists that are like that that are like you say their you know you say their name and
1: then everybody thinks of the place yeah well it's interesting right his first album greetings from asbury park like starts right, that's that's starts hyper local mm-hmm. and i think he's just maintained and well he sings about you know he writes about people he knew and places where he
2: grew up and you know um somewhere in the swamps of jersey i mean he writes about this stuff yeah this is what I love in this song, is like, it's like, it's the instrumental part, and this is what can go on for like 10 minutes and just build and can be really beautiful, this piano by Roy Bitton. But to me, it's, it's such an effective instrumental component of the song because it, it just um, sort of conjures that feeling of longing mm. and uh, yearning for something that just ain't gonna... Maybe come, but it might. You know, it's like. Well, yeah.
1: One more New Jersey anecdote for you is that, if I recall, at some point, "Born to Run" was considered to be like named the New Jersey state anthem. And then someone listens to the lyrics, and they're like, "Oh, maybe not." because yeah, it's about leaving we gotta get out while we're young it's a death trap yeah. it's a suicide rap, yeah. you know <laughs> it's kind of funny
2: well and then bruce bruce i was on the uh, garden state parkway last night and and uh was reminded when i drove past the james gandolfini rest stop and the john bon jovi rest stop <laughs> that bruce springsteen declined they wanted to name one after him and he
1: Oh my God, that's so like, funny. I didn't mind. know about that. I, I needed to spend more yeah, time yeah. in my home state. I didn't know that was a thing. That's so funny. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So that was a beautiful song.
2: It's a beautiful song. <laughs> is that where you're sort of winding up your list here? or? That's where I'm winding up my list. I mean, that, that song to me is the best of what Bruce Springsteen can do. I guess I'll put it that way.
1: You know, I mean, we could we can um, have like a subtitle of this episode, which could be like Bruce Springsteen's very best, deepest cuts, because you intentionally put aside the the sort of songs everybody knows that are mainstream. You know what I mean?
2: Right. I mean, I have Thunder Road on here. Yeah. And you guys know Spirit of the Night and stuff like yeah. that. But Dancing in the Dark is on my right. list. So, that's true. I mean, maybe that's not right. But again. yes. Did you ever hear racing in the street before? Maybe not. And I'm I'm saying that's my best. So
1: I love it. I think that's a great take. It's a great song. I can't wait to listen to the playlist. Billy, do you have a uh, honorable mention that you have to hear played? I don't. Because I do. Let's hear it. Bring it. All right. Waldron, do you have an, let me cue you up on that one. (laughs) It's not Um, necessary. Waldron, do you have an honorable (laughs) mention that you want to hear played?
0: Oh, thanks for asking Billy here. we have an honorable mention. 10th Avenue Freeze Out Born to Run Breaks This just feels like Early Springsteen to me It's got the piano You can't have it Without the piano And It's got the Horn
1: section It's almost got like A Blues Brothers sound it, Yeah I, mean, I like that Good idea Did I on The city bird I wanted to get tickets for Bruce Springsteen. I tried to, and then they were just a little bit out of my reach. And I sort of, like, I signed up for the early access. You know, there was, like, a whole Dude, thing just get, the, just get the podcast to buy them for you, like I did with uh, Bon Iver. Yeah, I didn't, you have to t- send me the policy and the um, the requisition <laughs> approval forms and the purchaser <laughs> process, and we'll get busy. It's a, it's a long process. I don't know if I'll get approval from that. Billy, let's go uh, see him next year. Let's, let's make it happen. I'm down. Figure it out. I'm down. Billy, do you think it's decided? What? Ryan has decided. It is decided for Bruce Springsteen. So Ryan, you have to make the proclamations.
2: For the purpose of this podcast and and for this era, don't forget that he has a lot of other, after this. But I would proudly proclaim the Street.
1: And Ryan, did you say what his best album was in his career? Jesus, I didn't know that was required. Yep, it's it's required. I can say that. I'll do that. Wow, pressure's on. Born to run. Born to run. I I concur. I concur too. We have concurrence.
0: All right, everybody has to get in touch. Twitter at their very best, Instagram at their very best, Facebook their very best, several email addresses, including Especially contact at their very best But you could just do false at their very best If you think we got
1: something wrong The website is Theirverybest.com So leave us a review folks We love getting good reviews In fact, we now have an average rating of 4.9 Stars, which means somehow a glitch got into the system. We're a little bit confused. (laughs) Something happened. Something happened. We need to get that 4.9 up, which means we need an infinity of five star reviews. Five stars only,
0: Ryan, is the rule we have. And so,
1: somehow, someone subverted (laughs) us.
0: We're going to do more of these, so beware. Yeah, watch out. We'll be offering more unsolicited
1: wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Waldron. And I'm Bill. And thanks for listening to their very best. And thank you so much, Ryan D'Agostino, for being our very best guest. Yeah, thank you enough for having me. I can't wait for episode two. That'll be fun. Yeah.